0: I have to say I did think of something to make sure that the WWE Championship is contested fairly. Allow me to introduce you to
1: well, a few lumberjacks. Gentlemen. <laughs> wow. oh, 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 oh. This is a fair on lumberjack match. As ruled by Save the guys, the purpose of all these superstars is to surround the ring, to keep the competitors inside and competing. I heard Shane McMahon say before the break he was trying to think of what kind of match this would be And this is really a smart idea because now there is no escape for The Miz The Miz is going to have to be in that ring and defend his WWE title oh, God, awesome. oh. unhinged, and thirsty for the WWE title And again Miz was outside the ring oh, oh, oh. And You'll find no asylum the retribution, Miz Hey guys, look at the Raw Tag Team Champions, yeah. the rest of the herb business. Benjamin and Alexander, help out Lashley. Uh, 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 let's go protecting your assets, Tom. Miz will find no sympathy. I'm now okay. center of the ring. Flatliner to Miz. Oh, no, no, no. Lashley wants just to punish the Miz. He's raining down punishment. This is an all-out barrage from Bobby Lashley. Lashley has been envisioning this all night long. They've got to be thinking hard oh, 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 there And There it is. The hard lock. The hard lock. It has cinched in. Center of the ring. No. superstar alive who can beat me well it is now the era of the almighty here on Monday Night Raw well, Ashley's wow. Ashley's not done with the Miz no he is not and once again the headlock the headlock on Miz right now Lassie just wants to miss, make the Miz pay. they can feel the pain the torture they're making Lassie wait and this is about making the world see the destruction which he will run on any who oppose him. We knew it was going to be one of the most important nights in the history of Monday Night Raw. And it ends with a new WWE Champion, Bobby Lashley. Thanks
2: so much, Kayla. Yes. I am backstage right now with the new WWE champion, Bobby Lashley. Hold on. Say that again. Say that again. (laughs) I am standing backstage right now with the new WWE champion, the almighty Bobby Lashley. Congratulations.
3: Thank you. Uh, Man, I'm I'm at a loss for words, man. I I can just tell you dreams come true. I mean, I've been through everything 17 years, busting my ass. (laughs) And... And this is the a, a single greatest moment of my professional wrestling career, is holding the highest title in the WWE. And, you know, a lot of people say you deserve it, say I earned it, and I can tell you this, I busted my ass to get here. But the work's not done. Of course, they say, you know, when you're a champion, everybody's after you. So um, we're going right back into training, bay. We got tonight to celebrate, then after that is back on the grind. That's what champions do. Yes,
2: as the WWE champion, what's the WWE universe expect from you? Uh, I, I, I'll take that one. <laughs> the WWE universe, in the universe, there have been so many people saying, Bobby Lashley will never win the big one. Oh, he's not going to win it. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. Well, I'm here to tell you that you were wrong, 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 because I've never been afraid to say, I told you so, and I told you so. From that time, almost a year ago, when you saw me telling Lashley, where is Lashley? Where have you been? Well, it doesn't matter where you were. The only thing that matters is where you are right now. So what can you expect? More of the same absolute dominance.
3: Nothing less.
2: We are the Hurt Business. Baby.
0: Mm, baby. Thanks so much, guys the hurt business pay very close attention there's no time vic because he's here it is my honor and privilege it is our honor and privilege to welcome to after the bell the brand new wwe champion bobby lashley 17 plus years in the making bobby lashley you are finally wwe champion how did it feel when you woke up this morning (laughs)
3: i haven't went to sleep (laughs) you know um after it was over it was it was it was a lot man it was a lot i I really couldn't grasp and bring everything in it was like a tremendous amount of emotion it was you know when you're when you're working you always think there's a light at the end of the tunnel and and sometimes you you forget that there's a light at the end of the tunnel while you're while you're just drudging away and Last night it happened, and I rose my hand out there in the ring, and it just kind of like just hit me. And from then, you know, I went with the boys. We always go after Monday nights. We go out and have some chicken wings and have a couple drinks, and then joke, and just kind of like figure out what the next step is. And we stayed there all night, and it was just talking about how this all came together. You know, it's, um, it's been crazy. My phone's been ringing off the hook all night, all morning, all day. Um, from Facebook to Instagram and and family, friends, guys I wrestle with in college, guys that I've fought with, trained with. Everybody's been hitting me up. And it's, it's crazy, man, the amount of love that I've been receiving because of this title. It's one of those things, like I said before, it's like sometimes you have to believe nobody else is believing you. And um, a lot of people had belief in me that I didn't even know
0: we might not know uh, a name but who was the most surprising person to you that reached out to you whether it was last night whether it was this morning whether it's something you even haven't gotten back who is the one that you're like wow
3: that got me there there have been so many um i can't even say one particular person um uh, because was like everyone um, guys that i've I wrestled with in college um peter Arns. he's um a kickboxer he me and him did a tag match in Japan one time. He posted a picture and and uh, he was like, "Man, my old tag buddy," which was cool to me from you know from my martial arts background and loving martial arts. And, and he was probably one of the best kickboxers ever. Um, it was cool to have a have a message from him. But then there were so many other people, um, you know, some people that I worked with before, just across the board. I've, I, my my phone hasn't stopped ringing, so I can't say one particular person.
0: You mentioned the Hurt Business, MVP in particular. How much has it meant having those guys around for Bobby Lashley's career since basically the beginning of the Hurt Business, and here you are literally at the top of the business?
3: It's 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 amazing. I mean, MVP, uh, me and MVP have a lot of history together. We're like those brothers that fight all the time. Like, <laughs> we agree on a whole bunch of things, and we disagree on a bunch of things. But the one thing that we do agree on is, is – what we love to do man we love to be out there we love to put on a show we love to fight we love everything about what we're doing right now it's just been amazing so having him by my side man it's been really a cool experience what you know i just want to come back one time so that my son can see me on the on the big stage because his son's younger so he, he was able to do the royal Rumble, and then after that man the wheels started turning and i approached him i was like bro let me tell you this idea i said i wish i could pull it off but it's not me but it's you it's like there's a mix between like Suge Knight, yes, Don King. I'm, I'm so then the glad. And the player man. on the on the Rock and the player mix all those characters together. That's him.
0: I, I love. I, I was thinking about it. And I don't know why it didn't become so glaring until last night. But when you came to the ring looking like a machine, ready to tear somebody limb from limb, and MVP. I know he's hurt. But the fact he limped out there with that cane and the suit and the gold, and I was like, man, he looks like a, like an old-school boxing promoter or like a true <laughs> manager, and it added this cool other dimension to Bobby Lashley. Hey, here's an idea. Let's let Lashley be a badass.
3: <laughs> and it worked. What an idea, huh? <laughs> I think somebody told me in the locker room that, you know, a few months back, actually at the PC, he came to me and said something about that. I did.
0: I'm glad glad that held some water with Lashley. It was was mid-pandemic. Vic, I don't even know if you know this. When we were doing the shows at the Performance Center each and every week, and and Lashley was there, but kind of, I don't want to say floundering, but you weren't necessarily doing what you wanted to be doing. You weren't in the spotlight at that moment. And I said, man, I'm telling anybody who will listen, let me talk for Bobby Lashley. Let me be the manager. Let, Let Bobby beat people up so it wasn't me so but, but hypothetically i could have been managing a wwe champion right now which would have been a hell of a an accolade it
3: would have been a cool experience hey it was I'm mvp sure. i
0: think he wears he, he looks he looks great in the suit with you man
3: man we've had fun with that you know and, and he came with the cane that's what and i mean, the cane sheldon added so much i was saying it too sheldon sent a tweet because we have we have text messages in a little group between little our business and and she he texted and no one said anything and Cedric kind of like laughed about it, but LOL. And I was like, man, if you don't do the cane, I'm doing the cane. Because the cane is, <laughs> so... <It> is <laughs> well, so I love good. the idea of the cane. It and then he so came good. in yesterday and he was holding the cane. And I was like, I told you. It's <laughs> so
0: good. I love everything about it.
4: Bobby Lashley is the WWE Champion. Welcome to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram at WrestlingTWT. As we talked about in previous episodes of TWT, Bobby Lashley was going to be the WWE Champion. We just didn't know when, but it happened on Monday Night Raw. We will talk about Bobby Lashley and the WWE and also we'll talk about what happened on Wednesday night as Shaquille O'Neal made his in-ring debut for All Elite Wrestling. But first, let's talk about Bobby Lashley, part of the Hurt Business. Think about the Hurt Business and how it was put together. It was MVP as a mic talker, Cedric Alexander as a high flyer, Shelton Benjamin as a technician and Bobby Lashley as the powerhouse, the unstoppable powerhouse, the Hurt Business, reigning supreme in the WWE. So we'll talk about the importance of this, because even though the build was not exactly how it should have been for the WWE, it just shows you that if you get the payoff, it's great. You like to have more storytelling and not having storylines rushed two-week build, three-week build. There was a story, but it was just so scattershot. But it finally culminated into something great for a 17-year veteran of professional wrestling to become the WWE champion. This did not happen on a pay-per-view. This happened on Monday Night Raw. And I'm happy for Bobby Lashley today because you have to feel for someone who has been in several companies like Impact Wrestling in the WWE, who's been an MMA guy, who likes his martial arts, He's wrestled in Japan, and he always looked great. Bobby Lashley does not age. <laughs> look at that body and look at that face. He looks 25 years old. He looks even younger than that because he's in tremendous shape. And Bobby Lashley worked hard. And he, was, he really had to eat a lot of shit in the WWE. But finally, because the WWE allowed Bobby Lashley to be himself, just an absolute killer in the ring, fast, the guy has speed, the guy has quickness, he definitely has power, it's clear to see. He's always had the tools, but was always overlooked. And so... It took for him to beat The Miz, and it doesn't matter if you look at the match and say, oh, well, yeah, he's the WWE champion, he beat The Miz. It doesn't matter who he beat. He became the WWE champion. Most importantly, here in 2021, we are seeing so many wrestlers of color with the opportunity to hold the championship. And the age-old question about wrestling and the championship is, does the championship make the wrestler, or does the wrestler make the championship? I think in this case, with Bobby Lashley, he is going to elevate the WWE championship because, after all, The Miz held the championship for a few days uh, leading into that match on Monday Night Raw. You know, for some, you could tell by the, the rating, for some, the way that all took place on Monday Night Raw were the miz is a chicken shit heel he doesn't want to take on bobby lashley because he knows like i know that bobby lashley could beat the miz just like that as you heard earlier in our intro he did beat the miz just like that because it just is no way that miz can have a comeback on such a powerful wrestler like bobby lashley it's unrealistic but the miz played his role well running around trying to take count out victories the restart of the match a couple of times and it just it built all the way to the end of Monday Night Raw, where Lashley wins the championship. So that is one thing that I want to point out, is that the build on Monday Night Raw worked. Now, before all this, and just you know trying to put a storyline together, okay, it's a little bit strange. But at least many of us got what we wanted. Bobby Lashley winning the championship for him is great. Some of you listening to this podcast are saying, well, why does it matter that he's a black man holding the championship? A little history. When you see Bobby Lashley win that championship, or when you see Cedric Alexander and you see Shelton Benjamin hold their championships, or you see Leo Rush holding an MLW middleweight championship, or when you see what's happening in Ring of Honor, when you see what's happening in those companies... And allowing an African-American man, and there's women also that are holding championships as well, uh, especially in uh, impact wrestling. There's an importance to that because a black person was just on the card because they were a novelty, like small people. They called them midgets back then. Smaller wrestlers, you have these quote-unquote midget matches, whether it's a tag team or a singles match or a ladies match. I mean, today, women are are as dominant or, or actually more so than some of the men in some of these companies because of the stories that they tell, because they're just as athletic as some of the men. And so they have the opportunity. But back in the day, when I was growing up watching wrestling, if you saw a women's match, it was so rare. Maybe you see them on a house show, maybe you wouldn't. Because the guys in the locker room will be pissed that a woman or black wrestler or a midget, as they called them at the time, would take their spot. Because the spots are always important in professional wrestling. Bobby Lashley breaking through the glass ceiling matters. Absolutely, it matters. Because there have been so many talented wrestlers of color that should have had the opportunity. To be able to at least wrestle for the World Heavyweight Championship, but they could not. So, because you see the hurt business, and you might be a fan of the hurt business like I am because of the way it was put together, it's old school, but we have never seen four wrestlers of color together in a faction. Maybe a tag team, Harlem Heat. Maybe a tag team with Coco Ware and uh, his tag team partner at the time, uh, Sweet Brown Sugar Skip Young. Yeah, you know, maybe you see what's happening here with the the tag team with herd business. But you never saw him in a faction led by MVP. MVP makes a difference, a big difference, for this hurt business because Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin are not necessarily great promos, but they're fantastic in the ring. Bobby Lashley could always be able to hold his own in a promo. Saw him in Impact Wrestling, see him in the WWE. You just heard from him on After the Bell with Corey Graves. You he heard what he had to say after the match. So he could always be able to hold his own with a promo. But MVP makes it old school, four horsemen-like. And so when I see Bobby Lashley hold that championship, and who knows how long that's going to be. I have no idea how long that's going to be. I don't know if that's through WrestleMania. I'm not sure what the main event is for WrestleMania. And, and if it is, who's gonna, what's going to be the WWE Heavyweight Championship matchup? I have no idea. But just for the moment, I appreciate and was really happy about that moment because the WWE's needed those moments. We, it's still shades of gray on who's the baby face or who's a heel. I don't understand why those stories cannot be told across professional wrestling. The Hurt Business seemed to be heels to me, but who, who could look at Bobby Lashley and say, that guy doesn't deserve it, <laughs> right? Who, who could look at him and say, ah, you know, 17 years, yeah, he's a bum. Really? Look at that guy. Look how he's been able to elevate his game. He doesn't need to do a lot, but he's not just some bodybuilder that can't do things in the ring. Bobby Lashley wins the championship. I wish it would have happened at WrestleMania. But even if it happened at WrestleMania, if The Miz is the champion, he survives all that time, who knows how the fans would react. I'm sure they'd be happy for Lashley. But Miz is a serious champion? No. We always knew he was a transitional champion. As a matter of fact, when he won the championship, I didn't know if he could even hold on to it going into the next Monday Night Raw, the next night. But He did. He did. And he bragged about it, and he did his role perfectly. That guy does not care what you think, and I believe it's for real. If he's playing the character of a heel, he is doing it perfectly. That's the way it's supposed to happen. Guy was running around, le- running out of the arena so he wouldn't have to take off Bobby Lashley. And you heard Shane McMahon set up the Lumberjack match. It was great. Uh, it's a great story, finally, that was told. It took a, It took some time but they finally got it right on that Monday Night Raw and Lashley wins the championship. It means so much to me. It means so much to many others that just are rooting for Lashley. But on top of that, someone of color. Remember, remember, wrestling's past had black wrestlers, women or men, under their feet. Like, ah, you're just middle of the card. You're the curtain jerker even though those wrestlers also could put butts in seats because they were just had this big personality or because they were more athletic. Nope, nope. Could have the classic matches at the top of the card because promoters weren't ready for that. I'm sure fans would have been ready for that, but promoters, no way. There's so many stories in the archives of of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. If you go back in through of me talking about this, You know, just so many that did not want to have someone of color on the top of the card, or at least competing. I remember Harley Race, when he was the NWA champion, took on Tony Atlas. They went around the loop on house shows. And I remember that Tony Atlas was in his own backyard, like Norfolk, Virginia, or somewhere in the Virginias. And and Harley says, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop the title to you via disqualification. It's going to be just kind of a dusty finish where it's like, you know, ref bump. And second ref comes in, counts to one, two, three. I just want to hear what the fans are going to say. I'm going to keep the title, but let's see what happens. Tony beats Harley Race on that whole schmoz finish with the second official. My God, the the, the place blew. The, the The roof blew off of the arena where they were. And... You know, 10,000 people, whatever. But people were happy for Tony Atlas. This is like in the early 80s. Because the fans were ready for it. And Harley just said, okay, I just want to see what that was like. And Harley says, you know what? You should be the NWA champion. Just based on that particular uh, audience feel. The way the fans took to you. But he didn't win the championship. Rocky Johnson should have been heavyweight champion. Didn't happen. JYD. Was a a North American champion, wrestled for Bill Watts, was never even, didn't even have an opportunity to to have a championship in the WWE. A lot of examples of that. But Bobby Lashley comes through. So congratulations, Bobby Lashley. No matter how long the title reign is, the accomplishment, especially in that company, the WWE, that is something big for him. Now let's talk about all elite wrestling.
1: Now, somebody's got to come back in. Test of strength here. What do you think? Go for it. I think Shack those test. hands. Those massive hands were, being, were pounding on the sternum and the pecs of Cody earlier tonight. And thank God those two women stayed away from those tables, man. And Cody needs to be very, very cautious here. Ooh. Oh, smart! What a smart move Absolutely. by Cody Rhodes. That's the ring savvy. That knee lift, and you saw that, that one single knee lift by Shack drop Cody. Oh. Come sure. no! no!
4: So, All Elite Wrestling was pretty impressive on Wednesday night, on March the 3rd. It was one of the best AEW Dynamite shows that they have put on. It is calling, (laughs) to me, it's like Tony Khan wanted to make sure he had a great go-home show, and he did. But man, he threw out the kitchen sink. It was hot-shotting the territory to the nth degree because Shaquille O'Neal to me, watching Shaquille O'Neal out there with Jade Cargill, and we'll talk about her in just a moment, against Red Velvet and Cody Rhodes. We talked earlier about how the build was not necessarily great uh, when it came to Bobby Lashley winning the championship. It it was fine on Monday Night Raw because he told the story there. That made was actually more clarity than the whole build. But in this situation, again, not a great build. But on the other end, you were able to get what you wanted. That is one of the best matches from a celebrity that I've seen in a long time. It's got to be in my top five. I don't think there's any question about that because the build week after week for Jade Cargill and Shaquille O'Neal First of all, it was derailed because Brandy Rhodes became became pregnant with Cody. So Brandy was supposed to be in there with Cody to take on Shaq and Jade Cargill, as we know Brandy is pregnant. She could not wrestle. So that kind of derailed it. Then you kind of thought, well, maybe this match is not gonna happen. But then Jade Cargill still gets into it with Brandy. And Shaq is so strange because Shaq is sitting there. Being interviewed by Tony Schiavone, Brandi throws water into the face of Shaq. It's like, well, who's the heel here? Why would Brandi Rhodes get upset by, by what Shaq said and throw water into his face? And then to see Jade Cargill play basketball as Shaq watches, that has nothing to do with wrestling. We did see the Jade Cargill workout videos, which is which is fine. I mean, she's quite the athlete. There's no doubt. I mean, look at that body. She is quite the athlete. But it didn't tell a story on what Shaq could do. It was almost like AEW said, you know, we're not going to show Shaq working out in the ring uh, and give people the idea that, you know, he's really serious about this. Now, just for context, Shaquille O'Neal was supposed to take on the big show on the WWE. And, th- and there's been a lot of start and stop with Shaq on whether or not he's going to get in the ring or not. And finally it happened. Finally it happened. He gets into the ring. I was really impressed by the match. It, it It's not going to be like this five-star classic and all that. It's, it's, it, that's, that's not what it, it was supposed to be. Uh, but the thing that was a different wrinkle to me that you normally don't get with celebrity matches is that you have two neophytes on one side and then two wrestlers that know how to wrestle in Red Velvet and Cody on the other. That's the thing that kind of threw things off. Usually it's like Shaq and a woman that is been in on the you know wrestling for what five, ten years, then you it's like okay, I can see that, right? But I, I just I found it interesting that Jade Cargill, who's been working and training and all that, but not necessarily a champion, not necessarily someone that has been up and down the roads for the last five, ten years. She gets in there in her debut, just like Shaq goes in with her debut and with his debut, and it's like, okay, that's interesting. Did not expect that. And Jade Cargill, she knows where the camera is, doesn't she? She knows where the hard camera is. That's number one for Jade Cargill. And so does Shaq. Shaq knew where the hard camera was as well. Shaq going in, stepping through those ropes, all seven, two of him, 350 pounds. He looked awesome in the ring. And next to Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes was a little guy. Cody is a de- decent sized dude, but when you're in that elevated ring and Shaq goes through the ropes, I was like, wow. That was it's impressive to see a man of that size, that str- that the strength come through the ropes. And then Jake Cargill comes in, and again, we've seen her on these videos, and we've seen I mean her muscular definition, the way she looks, also awesome. And it just seems like even though those two had never been in an AEW ring before, wrestling, it just seems though, on the surface, Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet were going to be the underdogs, just based on the size of the other side of that ring. It was so well laid out for Shaq to take that table shot. I mean, I really thought, I think many people thought, okay, yeah, the the women are going to go through this table, right? Nope. Shaq and Cody go through the table, and a great call by Jim Ross right there. Again, part of his resume of being at the right place, right time, with a great call, and that went viral from Jim Ross. Jade Cargill, watching her in the ring. A green, for sure, still green. There was some moves that she made. i like to see more of her, though. Because there are some things where it's like, okay, you know, that's pretty good, but she'll have to add some things to her repertoire. It's more than just flexing the biceps and looking in the hard camera, WWE style. She's got to be able to do a little bit more. And I, th- I know that she, if she's going to stick with it, these, she definitely will. But man, I, I just think about the matches I've seen over the years involving a celebrity, and I don't mean like Jay Leno and Road Wild and nonsense like that. I mean for. Shaq to be able to go in the ring, there's a guy there that is a pro wrestling fan, and it just seemed instinctual for him to be able to go, okay, we're going to do test of strength here, or I'm going to take Cody Rhodes and push him into the corner, and I'm going to start working on his midsection, or I'm going to show my power. Shaq didn't have to do a lot. But boy, I, the the training for Shaq, I don't know how many weeks he was doing that because he's a very busy guy doing the NBA on TNT and a lot of commercials and a lot of things. I, I was really like, wow, Shaq, because of his involvement with TNT, if he comes back, I'm totally fine with that. He did not even look lost in the ring. I thought at times maybe Jade Cargill and Red Velvet looked a little lost, but not to the point where it's like, okay, it's embarrassing. Very, very well laid out. I was also surprised that that was the first match. Because I see Cody like, oh, coming right out, out of the box, coming out hot. That's exactly what happened. So kudos to those four. Because I did not expect a lot from that match. And for Shaq to be in there, you could tell. Through the years, he probably watched Territory Wrestling. And he performed well. I didn't. and then it that table shot and then of course afterwards he, they put him uh, on a slab there they put him on a gurney they take him out they put him in the ambulance Tony Schiavone opens the ambulance door and then he disappears I don't know what happened to him he just wasn't there anymore he was in the ambulance and then of course he just disappeared as Tony opened the door that's interesting but it happened so kudos to those four I thought that was very well done
2: I know there's some people out there that may be wondering to themselves, who, who is Tully Blanchard? Well, why Why should we care about Tully Blanchard in 2021 at 67 years old? This man is coming out of retirement at 67 years old, and there ain't nobody who's a badder ass than him right now in AEW, and I can promise you that. November 28th, 1985, The Gathering. Tully Blanchard, Magnum TA in the most brutal cage match in the history of our great sport, the I Quit cage match. Two men fought tooth and nail. Two men gave it everything they got, fist to fist, both men bleeding. Tully Blanchard never said I quit, and he's coming back on March the 3rd, and he ain't saying I quit this time either. 1989, that's the last time we saw Tolly Blanchard on a national wrestling scale in the ring. 1989, you gotta understand, that's over 30 years that Tolly Blanchard has not stepped foot in a national professional wrestling ring. On your best day, all three of you, Jurassic Express, all three of you cannot hold a candle to Tolly Blanchard now. In 2021, on March 3rd, you cannot hold a candle to Tolly Blanchard. This is the guy that was the engine that made the horseman run. Before we ever even met Tolly Blanchard, he was one of the most influential human beings in our careers. And now that we've been working with him side by side, we're better than we've ever been. We're more dangerous than we've ever been. And we're more hungry than we've ever been. Tully Blanchard's with FTR, and it is the dream team. Tully Blanchard and FTR teaming up one time only to face you, Jurassic Express. He comes out of retirement to beat you up, Jurassic Express. And that's something you got to have on your conscience. I don't care how big you are, Luchasaurus. I don't care how good you are. Jack Perry, I don't care how much fight and heart you have, Marco Stunt. Tully Blanchard's ready, obviously. FTR's ready. March 3rd. We'll see you there, boys. Top guys, out.
4: Wow. So, I got a flashback to 1986. In 1986, I was a freshman in high school. 14 years old watching the National Wrestling Alliance. And I was able to see in 2021, I saw FTR team with Tully Blanchard. Tully Blanchard. Wrestling in 2021 against Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. In the corner of FTR, Tully Blanchard, JJ Dillon. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, but that actually happened on my big screen in 2021. It is just really interesting how the world works. At the same time that match is taking place, we find out that Jim Crockett Jr., the head of Jim Crock- Crockett Promotions and the National Wrestling Alliance, passes away. And you will hear that podcast. That'll be the next thing you hear on this TWT feed. We'll have a long Conversation You'll hear from so many that love Jim uh, Crockett. So we'll have that coming up for you next on TWT. But to see J.J. Dillon, who never ages, by the way, he looks the same as he did in the 80s, right? His hair, the face, it, he looks the same, which is crazy, right? Maybe moving a little slower. point is, though, is that the way he looks, that's how he looked in 1986. And so to see Tully Blanchard in that outfit... Wrestling with FTR. FTR loved the Horsemen. They're Carolina guys growing up, going to matches or studying tapes of Blanchard and Arn Anderson as a tag team, the Brainbusters in the WWF and, of course, part of the Four Horsemen. And then, of course, Ric Flair and then Barry Windham, Ole Anderson. But they are mid-Atlantic wrestling guys, so they know those guys very well. And so just to be able to... Get in the ring with Tully Blanchard and J.J. Dillon definitely was a thrill. You can hear in the promo before the match took place. You could tell F.T.R. was really into being able to have Tully Blanchard uh, as a tag team partner and have J.J. Dillon as a manager just for one night. As I mentioned, Tony Khan and AEW—they uh, know how to hot shot. And they did a great job by just putting everything into uh, that particular AEW card before their pay-per-view on Sunday. The final moments of this one as Sean Spears interferes in the match. And Sean Spears, by the way, who's been a joke in AEW, right? He actually had better matches in the WWE. uh, And in AEW, he hasn't been able to get his footing Right? It's just kind of a joke character, and that just didn't, I don't understand that because I think that he's a a good wrestler. We haven't seen the best of him just as of yet, but just kind of a a comedy character from his day, from being with AEW. Then they try to switch him a little bit, uh, have him be a little bit more serious. But Sean Spears was a big factor at the end of this match to help FTR. And Tully Blanchard win, And so there he was in the ring. He had a mask on and no one knew who it was. They thought maybe he was someone that's working on the crew, the Tigby crew. And then, of course, in the ring, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, um, Arn Anderson, by the way, he was in the ramp putting up the four for the four horsemen looking at uh, J.J. Dillon. But Sean Spears was there as well. Looks like he wants to get back in the fold.
2: there that right here this is totally blancher this is a living legend this is the man that made the horseman run he's the engine that made the horseman run and look at him 2021 he's still the Man. Oh, Oh, yeah, I hope you can bleep it out really I quick. Let me show you. Know, right after I leave here, I'm getting on a plane. I'm flying home to my baby girl and my beautiful wife. And that's the only thing. That's the only thing that'll talk tonight. Nothing will talk tonight. Tonight is 16 years, a culmination of 16 years of hard work and dedication and being the best damn tag team in the world because we patterned ourselves after these men. These men are what laid the foundation for all these guys. Brian Cage, I'm talking to you. Brian Pillman Jr., I'm talking to you i'm talking to all you guys who take it for
1: granted they're the reason we're here you should know that and everybody watching should know that you, they are the best you are the future of this profession and we are proud that he helped pave the way for you
2: for the for the jackasses that don't know who this is this is james j Dillon.
1: this is totally planned so do some do some research take it away Tom. you know guys <laughs> i'm still a little bit unnerved <laughs> To be in the ring with you two guys and to work like clockwork, like we never missed a day, it was something else. And this guy right here, this guy right here, my family, my family. Let the fun begin, baby. The future is very, very clear to what's going to happen with this group of guys. And guys... (sighs) The blood was boiling out there a little bit. Uh, he, he looked fell. good, though. Thank, thanks he to you guys. Good, thank you. Thanks to you guys. 30 years, he ain't miss a beat. He ain't
2: miss a beat. And hey, since he ain't miss a beat, Kenny Omega, he might be coming after your ass. Ooh! Woo! Top guys, out. Ah,
0: give us these. Take all your titles, told totally. you. You
1: deserve them. <laughs> They're all yours. <laughs>
4: so much history right there. JJ Dillon getting into the promo, I tweeted at the time that that should have been on television, and I said, boy, I hope that they have some kind of promo together because that's history, Dillon, Blanchard, along with FTR and, and Spears all in the same promo, pretty good, pretty good stuff there. So AEW has this big surprise coming up on Sunday. The Big Show said, as he's going to be one of the broadcasters now for AEW, he says it's going to be a big surprise. A couple of surprises taking place at the Revolution pay-per-view. We'll see what those surprises are. AEW is going places. And it's still a very young company. They still have some things to work on. But what company doesn't in professional wrestling? So it'll be, um, I'm very intrigued to see what the next step is for AEW. Um, We saw Sting in the ring this past Wednesday. Give a Stinger Splash. And you can't, you know, (laughs) it was just, I'm watching AEW on Wednesday. I said, boy, they are just showing you everything. They're going for it. They want you to be able to get ready to watch this pay-per-view. So they put everything out there for people to see. And so um, uh, I look forward to seeing what AEW is going to do. By the way, one other note for you. I saw this note come across that uh, the WWE's NXT that happens every Wednesday. Of course, we know NXT and uh, AEW have been head-to-head, 7 to 9 p.m. Central time slot, head-to-head. Um so, from what I understand, I have a wife, by the way, that um, that actually works for the NBC, and she informs me that the reason why AW will be moving, I'm sorry, that NXT will be moving from Wednesday to Tuesdays is because of Wednesday Night Hockey. NBC Sportsnet has been running hockey games for a long time now, but because of the... NHL moving to the USA Network, they'll move that Wednesday night hockey package to the USA Network. So they'll go from NBC Sports Net to the USA Network for Wednesday night hockey. And that will move uh, the NXT show to Tuesdays. And it's too bad that Impact Wrestling doesn't have its shit together because Impact Wrestling really needs to be on a bigger platform, not just Twitch and not just uh, on Access TV. They need actually a bigger. Network to be on, uh, on the, from a television standpoint, because NXT is just gonna just roll over whatever Impact Wrestling has on Tuesday nights. Unfortunately, maybe they'll go head to head. Maybe the hours will be staggered. I don't know. But Impact actually is giving you some good action here in the w- Rich Swan Moose era of Impact Wrestling. But not enough people are. Seeing it because not enough people have access to TV, and so this is an impact wrestling problem. Once we get back to fans, uh, maybe that'll help as far as their um, their salaries structure. And but man, they have to be on a bigger network for sure. And so, NXT is going to move to Tuesdays, and it's something that I think should happen for a long time. Uh, NXT has been pounded by AEW time and time again. AEW's in the top five or top 10, and NXT is down there. now. Again, NXT gives you. What you're looking for, professional wrestling, some like it, like it a little bit of entertainment, a little bit offbeat, and this is why A W has been beating NXT time and time again. But now NXT on its own night, I'm sure that they'll do fine numbers on their own night on Tuesday nights. I say their own night because Impact Wrestling won't be doing anything about it anytime soon. Uh, so Tuesday nights, look for uh the NXT brand after WrestleMania to be on Tuesday nights, and then, then the hockey, the Wednesday night hockey on Wednesday nights. All right, coming up, I will do something that is going to be very hard for me. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I have uh, spent a lot of time going through and researching the lives of those that have passed away in professional wrestling. And if you go to the archives of TWT, you can see RIP, Kamala, RIP, you know, Mr. Wrestling 2, I mean, Howard Finkel, time. But I will do my best. To give you uh, a lot of different opinions from people across the wrestling landscape and kind of flashback and really reflect on the life of Jim Crockett Jr. It's just so surreal. AEW is on a Turner brand. You have the Eric Bischoffs and you have the Big Show and, you know, Paul White. You have Tully Blanchard. You have J.J. J. Dillon. You have J- Tony Schiavone. All of these wrestling legends on a Turner brand, and Jim Crockett dies. Someone who was part of TBS all those years for uh, the National Wrestling Alliance and WCW. He passes away, and we're going to give you the best podcast about Jim Crockett Jr. If you're not familiar with Jim Crockett Jr., please look it up because as much as many revere Vince McMahon for what he's done, Jim Crockett was right there for some years. And uh, there's a lot of complications with Jim Jim uh, Crockett Jr. Uh, when he was a promoter and leading the NWA brand, which we will go through uh, here on TWT. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at WrestlingTWT, and uh, I'll talk to you next time with another edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Tell people, John The Hood Talks Wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday right here where you have downloaded this podcast. Thanks so much.